you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. at the current AFC playoff picture. The Chiefs, they just have a stronghold on everything in what we like to call the uh, Kansas City Invitational. Um, the Titans are streaking. The Dolphins look great. And the Ravens, bit of a question mark after their loss to Jacksonville and how they can turn things around. And some pretty potent teams in the wild card spot as we shift to the NFC playoff picture. And again, the NFC East drives that conversation in the wild card spot. The 49ers play host to the Dolphins this weekend as both of those teams sit towards the top of their respective conferences. They will face off, as we mentioned, in San Francisco on Sunday. And our own Cameron Wolf has more on that matchup. Jamie, it's reunion Sunday in Santa Clara between two Super Bowl contenders, the 49ers and the Dolphins. And look, we've got head coach Mike McDaniel facing his mentor and Kyle Shanahan. Said we're not going against each other in the Oklahoma drill, but several players who were 49ers last year, Dolphins currently will play, including Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. And look, social media went ablaze this week when a story came out about Tua from Tyler Dunn, a reporter. And Raheem Mostert had quotes in there, including, look, we have way more talent and our quarterback can actually sling it, right? And so Debo Samuel saw that and tweeted out, Raheem, let's be real with yourself. Keep an eye on that backfield with Tua and Tyreek and Waddle. They want to be complete and they have a contest this week against the number one ranked 49ers run deep. Quite a challenge, Jamie. An absolute challenge, Cameron. Thank you very much. Here's a question, guys. Who poses the bigger challenge? Two pretty potent units across the NFL face off against each other. Is it the 49ers' defense or is it the Dolphins' offense? I always have problems in like deciding who is the advantage when it's mentor and protege stuff. Mm. And like, I, I, I don't know if there's any any bigger mm. 
time spent together in the league right now than Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan. You know that the last five years, Mike McDaniel was in San Francisco as Kyle Shanahan's offensive assistant, running a lot of the run game, and then eventually also working with the quarterbacks. You could see McDaniel in that Niners uniform, and you picture it, and you're like, all right, that's what I picture. But it goes so much further than that. Mike McDaniel was working with Kyle Shanahan in Houston. He worked with him in Washington. He worked with him in Cleveland. He worked with him in Atlanta. 14 years he worked under Kyle Shanahan, 14 years. So who has the advantage? Is it the guy who who worked under Kyle Shanahan and knows how his offense operates? Or is it the other guy who is like, no, I taught you everything you know and you're like my little brother. This is an age old question. We've seen it a million times in the history and it goes both ways. I'm sure there's some split that you could do of like, yes, but Mangini beat Belichick those first few times. Matt Patricia beat Belichick when he was in Detroit, oddly enough. Like, but at the end of the day, I just find it, the X's and O's fascinating. McDaniel knows that defense inside and out. He knows, obviously, D'Amico Ryans, because they were colleagues together. And he knows all those defensive players going up against him in practice and knowing what they meant to his team when he was in San Francisco. I'm going to say just the familiarity with mm-hmm. the roster that the Miami offense might have an edge over the mm-hmm. San Francisco defense because Mike McDaniel knows that San Francisco defense inside and out. It's the same D that they mm-hmm. ran last year. But I think McDaniel has the advantage, too. I'm with you. Are you? Yeah, just the way you just laid it out. He knows yeah. the yeah. team so well. Shanahan doesn't know the Dolphins that well. What it is, Peter, is Jedi and Padawan. Thank you. You know that, right? I'm looking for that pop culture. I'm sure McDaniel knows it. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by, like, the protégés when it comes to coaching because you sit under a guy, and yes, you learn from him, but I think also when you're sitting under a guy, you're like, yo, I would do this so, so much So it's like better. Flores, what you had versus Belichick. Mm. Like, Flo wanted to beat Bill bad when he got to another mm. team. So, like, I'm always fascinated by those relationships relationships because obviously there's so much mutual respect by both those yeah. coaches but whenever you're in an organization you're a coach underneath you're always thinking about okay. what you would do different feels like mike mcdaniel has the ultimate weapon though and he kind of wins out in the quarterback battle if you had to i would rather take tua than jimmy g i know this was the matchup i wanted to watch quarterback wise but i'd rather have Tua tungavolo as my quarterback in any game so far this season he has been playing out of his mind and this we have talked about this ad nauseum the dolphins are great is there not a more influential player on his team than Tua Tungavailoa's influence on the Miami Dolphins and their offense because that is pretty darn convincing. Almost 300 yards of a clip in his passing yards. He had the atrocious concussion that we had to watch earlier this season where he misses the three games. The Dolphins just were out out of sorts in that stretch. He comes back. And he has taken over the driver's seat to the best of his ability. And now 14-2 and two in his last 16. That is just incredible. But to me, Tua Tungavailoa is the thing, the one to watch. Making a case for MVP, in my opinion. Second in completion percentage. He leads the league in a lot of categories. Guys, the last Miami Dolphin player to win an MVP, of course, was Dan Marino's campaign in 1984. I had to read more about it because, of course, I did not get to witness sure. that one f- firsthand. But it is a really interesting case. He finished 14-2 and two that, that year. Mm-hmm. Tua could easily amass that record for just himself this season. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty incredible, the case that Tua Tungavello is making. And again, this feels like an ultimate statement game. But Showcase game I too. hang my hat yeah. on that. Is yeah. that. I don't think there's a more influential player in the league on their team than Tua is mm-hmm. for Miami Dolphins. Kyle, Niners are fi- favored big in this game. We're all taking d- Dolphins here. Mm-hmm. 
I like the Niners. Yeah, I like and, the Niners. and I think we're we're specifically talking. I know, I know. Defense. Like, we're yeah, hyping like up the, the no doubt about it. And I'm hyping up Miami. I'm just gonna continue and go. Oh, yeah. You just I'll mentioned Tua Tungavailoa and the guys he's throwing the ball to, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, on historic pace with what they're able to do. And as I look at this, I don't know who's gonna have the advantage. We can sit here and say, all right, it's the defense because they have Nick Bosa and uh, uh, Talanoa Hufunga or these two guys. But I know when I watch the speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It is incredible, and the amount of plays they're able to make. Tyreek Hill is four yards away from the total amount of yards he had last year for the whole season in Kansas City. Waddle's closing in on 1,000 yards already, and I look at the San Francisco 49ers defense, and the last time they played an offense this good was they played the number one offense in the NFL Mm -hmm. and Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs, and their two receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, seven catches for 124 yards. MVS, Valdez, Scantling, Mm -hmm. three catches for 111 yards. So I want to see how this defense responds. You're now going against the number two offense in the NFL. How are you going to stop them and slow them mm-hmm. down with those two weapons they have on the outside? Just knock the crap out of them. Right? <laughs> you know, I love Not a offense. bad idea. I love them. I do. And, and you guys are making me wish they lose by 30. I just want to zag so badly because mm-hmm. I like that. we've talked about this a lot. And, Jason, you're Mr. Defense. I know. Four straight games of not allowing a single point in the second half that's is insane. awesome. And that just speaks to adjustments mm-hmm. and durability and conditioning. But I looked into it. I went super historical on this. And, Mike, is that the most ever? Like, is it, mm-hmm. You want to see the kind of cr- class they're in right now? Please. Here's the most ever consecutive second-half shutouts <laughs> pitch. This is the team. Oh, my god. That's the Akron pros. That's Fritz Pollard in the bottom right. Um, my they, favorite team. They did it 13 straight times. 13 yeah. straight second halves. Okay. Well, here, honestly. 1920, Peter, I'm glad you asked. From 1920 to 1921, maybe they were playing against the Portsmouth Spartans, but this is the kind of class we're in, all right? We're we're starting to itch towards that. But if I were to tell you, what's the last team, the most recent team, to go four consecutive second-half shutouts? Is it the Boston Braves? Is it the Chicago Cardinals? No, it's crazy. It's the 2021 New England Patriots. It's last year's Patriots team. (laughs) They did it last year. Here they are. So... This actually is sort of nullifying what the Niners are doing in a sense because you're like, wow, what an incredible accomplishment. No, the Pats did it last year. The team that lost by 30 in the playoffs, they did it. The Broncos did it in 09. The Steelers did it. So it does happen. Is this Niners D the same D as that Patriots one? I don't know. They're playing really well right now. I feel like one of these teams is about to get a massive awakening. Mm. Like when they're number one in whatever stat we pull up, and then after this game, they're going to be like 11. Mm. You know, they're going to go from three to 20. I like what the Niners have going. There's this great clip, mic'd up clip of Juszczyk on the sideline talking to Garoppolo, and he's like, I'm feeling a Bosa sack right now, man. I'm feeling a Bosa sack. Bosa gets a sack. They go just nuts. (laughs) Like they're calling it. They're really feeling themselves, and they don't get scored on the second half. Shout out to the They're doing all that without Eric Armstead, who might be a Pro Bowl, all pro type player, and he's going to be returning soon also. I think the Niners defense, if you haven't seen them yet, like mm-hmm. they're fun to watch. Really fun fly to around. Watch. They're having they fun. D'Amico Ryans is on the sideline going nuts. Jumping out of his yeah. skin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Peter, who's your all-time favorite Padawan? My all-time favorite Padawan is uh, Laser Dog. Laser Dog is a great Padawan. Padawan. It's incredible. The, the Metaphorian count is higher than him. Hi, I'm Will Sullivan. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Melissa Stark will be joining us in mere moments. But first, some news and headlines mm-hmm. from around the league. You'll forgive Josh Jacobs as he's slightly tired from his Sunday that he had in Seattle. After all, he ran for 303 scrimmage yards in that win over Seattle after nearly missing the game with a calf injury. 
well. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero reporting Jacobs is not expected to practice much, if at all, this week because of that calf strain. Jacobs injured the calf and practiced this past Friday and then tweaked it in the game Sunday. Jacobs leads the NFL in scrimmage yards this season. The Commanders have won three straight behind quarterback Taylor Heineke, who is 5-1 as a starter this season. Now, he may not put up the flashiest numbers like some other QBs, but Giants safety and friend of the show, Julian Love, knows Heineke is the straw that stirs this Commander's drink. You know, there's a lot of types of quarterbacks out there. A lot of guys, you know, have all the stats and all that stuff, but other guys are just produced. You can just feel the energy. I think you know it when you watch the game. And so watching these games that they've been playing, when he's in it, there's a different spark. In and so regardless of, you know, the numbers or whatever, he just, he's a winner. The kid has some swag to him. And so we got to have some energy and swagger back and, you know, make him feel it all game. <laughs> A love, of course, is hoping to keep Heineke from getting a new pair of Jordans this week. That is his tradition after a big win. But the way that he talks about Heineke is the same way I think people talk about Mike White, too. It's like those guys, backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. with a lot of swag, yeah. and you see it, and it permeates in the locker rooms that they're in. Yeah, at first the whole Jordan thing with Taylor Heineke, it was cute, and now I'm a little bit worried about a shoe closet. Is is overfloweth, which is a great problem to have if you're the Commanders and Taylor Heineke. Like Thanks, Jason. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Uh, our next guest is a friend of the show, host of the Emmy Award-winning NFL 360 program, and a member of the Sunday Night Football broadcast team. Please welcome back Melissa Starr. Hello, Melissa. Hello, everybody. Great to see you guys. Melissa, you've been covering awesome games. You've been interviewing some of the biggest names in the game so far this season. Please enlighten us, your favorite Sunday night football moment for yourself so far this season. So uh, it's been a whirlwind of a season. So much fun. So great to be part of this team. I think I had never done a Thanksgiving game. And just to be there on Thanksgiving and the fact that everything was dedicated to John Madden this year, who I love and is a great friend, um, that was really fun. And to do the whole post-game interview with the turkey legs and the turducken, and it really just felt like the perfect combination of football and family and and all of that. So it was really fun to be part of that tradition. You know, this time of year, Melissa, we could all use a little inspiration. NFL 360 has this beautiful reputation for telling inspirational stories about inspirational figures. There's also this mm-hmm. feeling of the last episode was always so inspirational. How are we going to outdo that? And sure enough, the show <laughs> returns tonight with an all-new episode. What do you have in store? So you may remember a story from last year. It was a national story um, about a high school football team, California School for the Deaf. And this team from Southern California California went on just a magical run in the eight-man playoffs all the way to the state championship game. They came up short in that game, finished the season 12-1. and But keep in mind, this is a team uh, with all, everyone on the team is deaf, including their head coach. And they compete in a league against all hearing teams. And our colleague and Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner, is the correspondent for this story. And you may know that one of his sons has a disability. And Kurt, he always talks about ability versus disability. And that is really the message in this story tonight. 
And this piece is called Unfinished Business, which became the team's mantra after coming up short in that game last year, just a devastating loss. We follow them through this season and I'm not going to give it away, but you're going to have to see it tonight. They, they finish business, but it's just an incredible story um, and incredible ending. And so I uh, can't wait for you to see that one tonight. We will be watching. We're not giving the ending away, but mm. tell us a little more right. about the protagonist of the story. You mentioned their head coach, Keith Adams. This episode mm. really is a deep dive into his backstory. You mentioned it. He is deaf. What makes him such a compelling person? And what did you get to know from the story that obviously Kurt has been the correspondent on? So he just was this incredible athlete that had a division one skill set, but he was the only deaf member of an all hearing family. And so he talks a lot about the isolation that he felt just in everyday life and in sports and in this family life, even though he had this just incredibly loving family and he played big time football, but he chose to leave that to go to a smaller community and a smaller team where he felt like he was part of things. So he does not want that for these kids. He has two sons on this team. One of them is the quarterback and he's just built this incredible, beautiful program where they can play big time football, but also feel like they are part of this community. And you mentioned Kurt. I mean, Kurt is so passionate about this story. He tells this story in such an incredible way. So I can't wait for you to see it tonight. Such an amazing story of just perseverance and triumph. Uh, it's so amazing to watch. And the other story in this episode is a different example of courage and strength from the next mm -hmm. generation. Can you tell us more about the energized Sam Prince? So yes, you may remember from last year's draft, how could you forget? He was unforgettable. A young man, he was a, a transplant survivor up on stage at the draft. And he is 19 now, but when he was eight years old, he needed a life-saving heart transplant. And the New York Giants asked him to announce their first round pick of Kayvon Thibodeau. And he pumped his fist and he yelled and he screamed and he just had this incredible enthusiasm. And so we asked ourselves, who is this kid? We found out what an inspiration he is and makes me smile just every time I see him. He has such an infectious spirit and he has lifted up everyone around him, including many in the Giants organization who he has become friends with. And he's just become this incredible advocate for eye and tissue and organ donation. His goal is to get people to sign up at record numbers. He's just changing the world. He's using this platform for so much good. And I love this kid. I love this story. And you're going to love him too. Melissa, that's fantastic. Sam Prince, of course, was yeah. seen right here at the breakfast table. He has an infectious energy and of course the mm -hmm. story tonight will be really inspiring to watch the whole show really. So Melissa, thank you so much. We cannot wait to tune in to the all new Thanks, episode of NFL 360 which premieres tonight at 8pm on NFL Network. Melissa Stark, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Enjoy great the rest you of your whirlwind Sunday Night Football tour. Keep it up, <laughs> Melissa. Always great to have you, Melissa. Thanks, the best guys. in the business. Love NFL 360 and we love talking football here on a Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! We want to congratulate the U.S. men's national team who advanced to the knockout stage of the 2022 FIFA World Cup thanks to a goal from Christian Pulisic to beat Iran 1-0. USA now plays the Netherlands, as Peter mentioned, on Saturday. If you're not watching any of the conference championships or college football, you can tune into that one. Team USA, it was a huge clutch win, and they needed it most in that moment. But let's spin her back to the NFL as we do oh so well on this show. Someone must have to come up clutch in week 13. Peter, if you had to put a label on them, who would it be? Yeah, who who would you guys say is the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season? Just the Broncos. The Broncos, right? Yeah. The Broncos are a huge disappointment. Sure. And which individual player has been the biggest head-scratcher this season? The, the quarterback, Russell Wilson, right? The Broncos, the season's over. The coach might be getting fired. We don't know anything about the future of the franchise or the new owner, like what that means. They have nothing to play for, nothing except pride. They're going into Baltimore this weekend. If the Ravens lose to the Broncos, we have problems in Baltimore. I agree. Lamar Jackson is the player that I need to be the most clutch this weekend. Mm. This was an eye-opening defeat to the Jaguars, a team that they should have gone in and beaten. They were up seven late. Another fourth quarter collapsed by the defense. Couldn't stop the Jacksonville high-powered offense at the end. And Lamar, after the game, sent out a tweet that has sent, uh, you know, a tidal wave of reactions and even had John Harbaugh talking about it this week and saying how out of character it was. The rub on the Ravens is that they're a great regular season team. You're going to see them in January every year, but they're never going to get over the hump. Don't lose to the Denver Broncos this weekend. Lamar, have yourself a day. Yes, you're going to get paid at the end of the season. It's not even about the contract anymore. It's about legacy. It's about answering to those who doubt. And it's about righting any wrongs from last week. To me, Lamar Jackson, go out there, have an afternoon. Win 35-3 to mm-hmm. against a team that you guys are so much better than. Win 21 to nothing. Go do your thing. And shut up the haters. Yeah. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, go have a clutch day and don't make us have mm-hmm. this conversation Monday asking mm-hmm. not what, what's wrong with the Broncos, but what's wrong yeah. with the Ravens. I, you get a stinker, I think. I think everybody gets a That was a stinker. It was a real yeah. stinker. You, you can't have another one in a row. Not a no, yeah. not to Denver not to at Denver. home. Not to Denver. Yeah. I hear you, but one of the key things you said there was, Lamar, you're going to get paid. Everything's going to be okay for Lamar. 
On the other side, the guy you mentioned, Russell Wilson. You talk about who needs a clutch performance. Russ needs it in a bad way. Everything has gone wrong for the Denver Broncos. They're 3-8. and eight. They brought in their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, to come because of his offensive prowess, his ability to call plays. He's already handed that over to Clint Kubiak. And it was like, okay, this is the answer. And then we watched him this past Sunday versus Carolina, and they couldn't do anything on offense. And then you couple that with the fact that fans are all tweeting Russ because he has a slow-motion video walking into the stadium. Mm. And then the defensive lineman, Mike Purcell, is screaming at him on the sideline towards the end of the game this week. Russ needs to have a performance in a bad way. Doesn't need to be clutch. I don't care if it's in the fourth quarter, the first. He just needs to go out there, and he needs to have a day more than probably anybody in the entire NFL. This is a team that, Peter, you picked Russ to be your MVP. Nate picked him to be his MVP. A lot of people had such high hopes for this Denver Broncos team. And their defense has been awesome. A top 10 defense in the NFL this year. Russ, it is time. We want to see that old Russ. The guy scrambling around in Seattle, making plays, winning a Super Bowl. If they win, does it matter? They've lost seven straight games on U.S. If Russ goes out there and throws for three touchdowns and has over 300 yards passing. Everything's okay? Yes, it it doesn't. But – Finish the season strong, so something going into next year. We don't have any damn draft picks. Yeah. At least let us say, hey, it took us a little while to figure it out, but, hey, Russ is back Finish looking more like strong. Russ. Like, yeah. give us something. It's one of those things where, like, oh, they won three of their last four. You know, no one was watching, but they ended the season strong. We'll see. They're not showing any signs of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go back to Bill's Patriots. Allen was, Josh Allen was talking earlier in the year about who are guys that you play against who you chirp at during the game? Who, who, who chirps at you, like, across the league? Who are the guys you have conversations with? Immediately said, Matthew Judon. I thought that was fascinating. I think Matthew Judon needs to have a star game this week against the Buffalo Bills. Chirping, talking or not, he is the NFL sack leader. You're going against a division rival with the Moose at quarterback. I don't think the Pats can win this game if Judon is not a big factor. you got to drag this guy down. And they got history, guys. We'll get into this tomorrow. It's been some sideline exchanges. I think it's all very healthy. It's kind of like a Warren Sapp, Brett Favre, maybe a little Aaron Rodgers, Urlacher. I think they like each other, but there's a lot of talking. Even going back to the Ravens, Junon tapped them a little late on the Ravens sideline. Allen gets up and screaming and laughing. It's like it is a great vibe between the two of them, and that's all awesome. But, you know, last time they played the Patriots, Josh Allen went by 30 points. Can't happen again. Junon was talking. He's like, we have to stop him from running. We got to just let him live as a passer, and he's a great passer, but it's part of my job to keep him in. If Allen's doing that thing where he gets out and he's doing this and looking downfield, it might be a long day for the Pats. I think Matthew Junon, I don't think he's a star in this league yet. I think he is a great player with the red sleeves and the sacks. I think he needs to have a star day against Buffalo if they're going to win. I kind of like, like the onset of a pass rusher and a quarterback within the division and it's like a battle you really yeah. want to watch. I might spin one and apply it to the NFC East and say, like, Chase Young return this weekend and get mm-hmm. after Daniel Jones mm-hmm. because I love this quirky schedule that's happening where the commanders play the Giants twice in three weeks with a bye sandwiched in the middle for the commanders. The Giants have a pretty good clip coming up here. You know what's sandwiched in between their two commanders games? It's the Eagles. Daniel Jones, to me, has to have the most clutch, not week 13, the rest of the season. The Giants hang in an absolute balance right now. And Daniel Jones said this really strange season, if you just look at his passer rating, 
it jumps up to 115, it goes down to 65. It jumps up to 127, it goes down to 62. It, it, consistency down the stretch from Daniel Jones to me would scream clutch. To me, it would scream, I have this team balanced and composed and I will march you down the field and I would use my weapons accordingly. He had Saquon Barkley's back recently when there was some criticism surrounding the production for the running back coming out of the backfield for the Giants. But Daniel Jones, if you can get this team through this stretch that you have in December, you would wear that clutch hat quite proudly for the New York Giants. Does, do you see Daniel Jones doing this and then being the quarterback moving forward? He's a free agent. Well, he, huge financial implications I don't for think him. Any, any, the only answer to that is I don't know. I don't yeah. think the Giants know. I don't think, I don't think they do either. You know? And I think this is your life. We just showed that remaining schedule. Like, are you going to be a Giant or are you going to be you know, on the Colts next year? I think, year, Jamie, right? I think your point is it's Got to be clutch for the team, obviously. Like yeah. we got, we need you in a big spot. This is a fork in the road moment for his career, financially, yeah. Yeah. his yeah. legacy, everything. Like yeah. he can make a hundred million dollars if he plays great the and next. Peter, to your point, when we talked yeah. Jimmy G earlier in the show, it's just like the quarterbacks that are all going to be free agency. If not Daniel Jones, then who? Mm. Right. Like, who's the guy? Are you going to get Geno? Are you going to get Jimmy G? It's, it's going to be a fun one offseason mm-hmm. free agency and, when it comes to quarterbacks. And what was the same thing that we were saying and trying to define Daniel Jones by back on September 1st, which was like, what does a successful season yeah. look like? And did we not all same say, thing. if Winning not a playoff appearance, wins in January? And like, uh, honestly, yeah. I thought I think we all kind of said like it's not gonna happen, but that's what it would be. Yeah. They, there is an opportunity right here. Yeah. We're right there, yeah. and it's very interesting down the. Street I don't see how the conversation is any different for Saquon either. Just yeah. submit his name into every sentence we just said. Is he on the Giants You're next right. year? Mm-hmm. Do you extend him? Can he have a great run to finish the season and yeah. be like Saquon stay or like it's been a great run? It's just they're in the same boat right now, mm-hmm. and what do you want to do with it? Yeah. Such a weird scheduling thing. I, I cannot get over we all, it. We're all drunk on it. I love it. Drunk on it. NFC East is alive. And then watch yeah. them play each other in the playoffs. I mean, they, we'll, maybe we'll do it three times. Exactly. Uh, Ian Rapport is joining us now. Rap Sheets, you got a little something on Packers quarterback. Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee that he'll be good to go on Sunday. What more here? Yeah, some good news for Aaron Rodgers and uh, certainly something that we've been waiting on. Of course, Aaron Rodgers got hit second quarter, third quarter, kind of got doubled over, really banged from from both sides, suffered a, a rib injury, did not finish the game. Watched Jordan Love go in there uh, and actually look pretty good. He had tests Monday and Tuesday and told Pat McAfee show that he believes that he is good to go. He said he got good news on his tests and he is, in fact, expected to play this week. The record has not been good. Uh, but obviously, they are not shutting him down yet. Meanwhile, we got some more good news from Von Miller. He said on his podcast yesterday that this lateral meniscus tear that he suffered uh, is probably, in Von Miller's words, probably going to allow him to play in December 11th against the Jets. So that means he's going to miss Thursday night's game. And that with some rehab, if all goes well, put a brace on it, be able to play uh, after the mini-buy against the Jets. That would mean that Von Miller will miss just one game with that knee injury, despite the fact that it looked at the time like a pretty significant injury. Well, significant for him in his return and for as an emotional defensive touchstone for the Buffalo Bills moving forward yeah. in whenever Von Miller returns. But we're just glad it's this season. Ian Rapport, thank you very much. Yeah. Still some stuff coming up on Good Morning Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. Good morning, football is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. What's your beef? I am going with a DB. You know I love to talk DBs. Sure, let's go. And a guy that needs more credit is Arthur Millette from the Pittsburgh okay. Steelers. This guy's been making plays each and every week. He had a great pass breakup a few weeks ago against Chris Olave on the sideline, and his coach is even taking notice. We know Mike Tomlin has some great sound bites. Listen here what he had to say about his DB. He brings a demeanor for a small guy that's kind of reflective of the dominant nickels that play. All the nickels that are dominant ones are angry little people. They don't stay blocked. They don't get blocked. They blitz extremely hard and well. They tackle big people. Um, they play with an edge, um, and he fits that mold. Angry little people. That's yep. a great way to describe it. This guy was undrafted. He's played for the Saints, the Colts, the Jets, the Steelers, and just has a remarkable story. Grew up in the Ninth Ward in New Orleans, oldest of five kids, was there 12 years old during Hurricane Katrina, spent some weeks in the Superdome, described it as it was insane to yeah. see just so many cots in one place. Family moves to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he kind of starts to fall in love with football like the Michigan Wolverines, goes back to New Orleans, has to go to a junior college in Mississippi, eventually finds his way to Memphis where he becomes a captain. This guy's been all over the league, but you think about his story and how he plays the game and how Mike Tomlin just described him angry little people. He is making a difference for them on the defensive side of the ball. You saw those plays from the Colts game this past Monday night, and this guy makes a tackle on kickoff, special teams, and follows up, makes a tackle in the run game on Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the NFL, and then gets a sack on Matt Ryan. Mm. None of those plays include him covering and making plays in the pass game. 
Those Pittsburgh Steelers slot defenders for years, Mike Hilton, Deshae Townsend, mm -hmm. William Gay, those guys do it all blitz, cover, and they're kind of quarterbacks of the defense being able to play in the run game and the pass game. So, Arthur Millette, keep doing your thing, keep persevering, and keep making plays every oh, man. Yeah, Jay. Great story. The beauty of our show, you could talk about Arthur Millette, and yeah. I didn't know his story going in, and that is some journey, dude. Some journey. That's great. Where are you going, buddy? Taking a wild turn here. Please do. It was a wild weekend in the NFL. Um, I got to say it again. My lasting image in my head, and it's the last time we'll show it today at least, was Jackson DeVille dressed in a thong bikini. Yep. Uh, lustily thrusting with yep. an American flag designed Speedo draped across his waist. That wasn't it, of course, because over the course of Monday's show, uh, we had several different images of our friend Jackson DeVille, and the reverse angle was particularly eye-opening. Yeah. Almost stunning, if you will. Um, I, I didn't realize there was a string bikini on the backside. Remember um, those videotapes, Buns of Steel? That was You're it. You're looking at it, baby. Mm. The Jags won, first time in weeks, and I'm not convinced it wasn't because of their amazing Neither mascot. Neither am I. Wow. Okay? Last week, another one of our favorite mascots, Boo with the Colts. He went viral for his crazy reaction to the Jalen Hurts touchdown. Blue what are you wildin'? Blue you wildin'? <laughs> that boy's stupid. Is he wearing like salute to service stuff while he's doing that? <laughs> what are you doing, Blue? Yeah, he, is, he is, I think, yeah. Mascots are going crazy. They're wildin' out, and guess what? I'm here for it, shocking. Maybe I'm just being a little kid. Maybe I'm being overly nostalgic for what we had uh, when we were kids. But I grew up on sports, and the mascots were as much a part Let's of the action <laughs> as the players and the coaches. Like, I have as many fond memories of the Philly Fanatic and Benny the Bull, Benny the Bull. and the San Diego Chicken as I do John Crock or Luke Longley or Benito Santiago thrown from his knees. I I'd like to thank Jackson DeVille, and I would like to thank Glue for making us laugh again. Like, I know it was a little off color, but like, I was watching these games yeah, it's borderline inappropriate, but we're allowed to say it's a little fun. Like, and that's where our show lives. A little inappropriate, but kind of fun. Uh, thank you, Jackson DeVille, the man or woman who, uh, who is that under the costume. Thank you, Blue, the man or woman who, who does that. I'm hoping there's some more fun from our mascots. It's okay to smile once in a while and have a little fun, even if it is wildly, wildly inappropriate during a one o'clock window. Jackson DeVille, great workout routine. I oh mean, to, to walk the, the string Fit. bikini, like, you, you gotta be able to. Fit. Let's think about Listen, Jacksonville, they, they lose often. You got to go out there every single. And Peter, you're saying that the American flag bikini bottoms, you think that had everything to do with the Jacksonville win. It was a patriotic victory. I think mm. you're not going far enough. I think the victory over Iran had something to do with that. <laughs> I think yesterday's soccer match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I think this is big. Uh, there's a point in your life, and my children are there now, we all have kids where you go to a pro sporting event and you are more excited for the mascot than the superstar players. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna admit something right now, Peter, you brought this person up, or this bean up. When I was a kid growing up in Chicago, I had a Benny the Bull jersey. Really? And I would wear it to the games. Mind you, I was going to games at the United Center Michael Chicago Jordan. Stadium and where Michael Jordan and <laughs> Scottie Pippen were playing, and I'm wearing a Benny the Bulgers. I was excited. I was 10. Mr. Met is a huge yeah, celebrity. It's, a it's okay to have fun. Now you got Mrs. Met. She's out there, She's too. Fantastic. It's awesome. Oh. I like him. I mean, the Benny the Bull, and I know the Minnesota Timberwolf used to do the thing at halftime. Oh, yeah. And they would put the trampoline and on the, yeah, and the full the blown yeah. sprint in the costume and the acrobatics on the yeah. dunk. Yeah, that was great. The commitment yeah. by the mascots. So incredible. Like the BYU yeah. Cougar, the dance routines. <laughs> Oh, he's been killing it. That's a scholarship yeah, athlete right good. there at BYU. I mean, we see mascots playing against a little league football, and they're just crushing kids.
kids running oh, them over, oh. making tackles. And like. then in Washington, the, yeah. the presidents running around. Oh, the running presidents. The running race. Milwaukee to the sausage race. A quick story. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. You, got, you got an anecdote? My best friend's wife, the, uh, named Stacy, she's amazing. About a month into dating her, she lets us in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was the mascot for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh my God. She was the mascot. She was Woo Pig Suey. And we're, like, and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, it's the coolest job as a coach. Really? May I follow up? Yeah. So um, I no. I had the opportunity one summer to go to St. Jude Medical, uh, the hospital in Memphis, and all of the SEC mascots, 14 mascots, showed up to come and visit the children patients, which was incredible. They were were preparing for their event to go work with the patients. And I walked through this door, and I went to open the curtain. The look on 14 faces, like, how dare you come Mm -hmm. in this room? Because they all had their costumes off. And I literally just backed slowly away and left because it was like, you are not invited here. Mm -hmm. 14 committed student athletes do not look at our faces. We do not have our looks on. Get out of here. Yeah. That's the sick. commitment. That's like skull and bones at Yale. Like, you yes. can't do that. <laughs> no. I mean, if you ever go backstage at Disney, like, you're never heard from again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have the bag over your head and you're gone. <laughs> you're like, gone. You wow. saw that? Wow. I saw that. That's and I scary promptly image. left. Yeah. yeah. But the co- it's fantastic. Wow. Well, the, I said it yesterday. The Jags, I think, are on the road for a couple of weeks if I have the schedule right. So on that homecoming, I believe they play the Cowboys. I'd love Jacksonville to be a guest here. Not to say a word. Oh. You can't. That's, just that's just, just be here in our presence. Dress the same way? Yeah, there we go. It's kind of like how Phil the Pickle can't speak. And we know Jackson can't speak, but we still want him here. Yeah. We still want to clip a mic to that big head. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.